listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast again today. Ted Shuttlesworth here, and uh, I'm so happy to be back with you again this week on the podcast. And I want to say thank you to everybody that's listening uh, and subscribing. We've had all kinds of people subscribing to the podcast. And then recently, we I've had a bunch of people coming up to me uh, at different meetings and just telling me how much they enjoy listening to the podcast week after week. And uh, I want to just take a minute and say thank you to every one of those uh, of you that are listening and have subscribed and those of you that have recommended the podcast to somebody else. And uh, let me ask you to do something if you don't mind. Those of you that are truly enjoying the podcast every week, uh, do me a favor. And if you're listening to it on the iTunes podcast or the podcast app for iOS, uh, take a minute if you would and leave a review. If you don't mind writing a review or giving us a star rating, it helps us uh, to get the podcast out to more people. And I really appreciate that. Those of you listening on your phone, if you don't mind doing this, I've asked it before and I appreciate those of you that do it. Just take a screenshot uh, of you listening to the podcast and uh, upload that to Instagram stories or Instagram or Facebook or whatever you use and tag me in it. I really do appreciate it and it gets the word out and uh, people are able to find the podcast more easily and, and get involved with what we're doing. So thank you so much to everybody that's doing that. It means a whole lot to me. And then let me quickly say, uh, of course, we have Miracle Word Radio uh, on our Miracle Word app that runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But now, uh, you may have heard this, but Miracle Word Radio is now available on all Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. So if you have an Amazon Echo or an Echo Dot, Echo Spot, View, whatever you have, um, the Miracle Word Radio is available on every one of those platforms. All you have to do is in the Alexa app on your phone, you would just search Miracle Word Radio under the skills section and uh, you will find the Miracle Word Radio skill and all you have to do is enable that and you can simply say, uh, Alexa, play Miracle Word Radio. And uh, right there in your home, you can easily access Miracle Word Radio on any of those speakers or devices that you have. So I want to encourage you to do that. I want to say thank you to everybody that's doing it. Also, we have released a brand new course in Miracle Word University, if you've not seen it yet, on how to receive answers to prayer, how to receive answers to prayer. We have one coming up very soon that's going to be released on the power of faith. And uh, I may actually break that into more than one course, but we have about five hours of teaching on faith that's getting ready to be released. And we just finished about four to five hours on how to receive answers to prayer. I want to encourage you, those of you that are listening, if you've not done so yet, head over to Miracle Word U the letter U, dot com, and check out all that we have available there at Miracle Word University. Every course is only $69, very cheap, but it will bless you. It will build your faith. It will give you scriptural knowledge and equip you for the work that God's called you to do as a believer. So I want to encourage every person to go over there and check that out and say thank you to all those that are already a part of Miracle Word University. All right, let's jump in today. As you saw from the uh, the title, today we're, we want to talk about or ask the question, can 
anyone be saved? Can anyone be saved? And I'll quickly do just a little bit of a, a, a background. Obviously, if you talk to any Christian uh, about salvation, there are two main viewpoints. Uh, they, you have those that are, are Calvinists, and they subscribe to what is known as five-point Calvinism. That would be Baptists, and, and so, there are some other denominations that subscribe to that as well, but mainly that is a Baptist point of view, and uh, they believe that uh, people are chosen from before the foundations of the world and they are the elect of God. God has predestined them uh, to be conformed to the image of his dear son, as the Bible says, and that uh, those that are chosen, those that are elect are the only ones that Jesus died for. That's very important to understand that they, Calvinists, when I say they, I mean those that subscribe to Calvinism or Reformed theology, believe that only those that God predestined to be saved from the beginning of time, only those are the ones Jesus died for when he died on the cross. And so when they read verses of scripture like John three sixteen, where it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So when they read that passage of scripture, and of course we know the whole verse, but that very beginning, the Bible says, God so loved the world It's not talking about every single person in the world or throughout history. That's what they say. It does not mean that God loved every single person throughout history in the world. It means that he loved those he predestined to be saved and gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe on him. Once again, it's not whosoever in the world. It's not any person in the world that believes on him shall be saved. And have everlasting life. It means whosoever of his elect, those he predestined from the beginning of time to be saved. So if you truly believe uh, the five points of Calvinism, then what you have to really uh, subscribe to is the fact that uh, our own choices really have nothing to do with salvation in a way because God has already predestined your actions. He's already predestined your response uh, to the gospel. And that means that in, in all reality, what it really means is evangelism is not really as important as those who don't subscribe to that line of thinking believe that it is. Of course, they'll argue that fact and tell you, no, the Bible tells us we have to evangelize and preach the gospel. But think logically. If God has already chosen who's going to be saved and who will be damned, uh, if he's already predestined his elect or those that he says that will be saved by the end of time, then there's really nothing we can do as Christians to change God's ultimate plan. Then on the other side of the aisle, you have a group of people known as Armenians or those that subscribe to an Armenianist, Armenianist sorry, point of view. It's hard to say. Armenianist uh, point of view, which leans or bends towards free will. We believe that man is a free will being created by God that can make choices. And we believe that God uh, gave Jesus literally to the entire earth, that when Jesus came, God so loved the world, meaning he loved all of those in the world enough to send Jesus to die 
for the sins of not just the elect, but die for the sins of the entire world. That whosoever believes on him, meaning any person who believes the message of Christ and the message about Christ, confesses with their mouth, believes in their heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, they will be saved, as the Bible teaches. We believe that is any person who responds to the gospel, not just the ones that God is uh, calls the elector, as they would define it, those who were predestined, any person who hears the gospel. Now, we have to ask the question now, based on those two points of view, can anyone be saved? Can any person be saved? Well, I want to start by reading you uh, a passage of scripture that is found in John chapter six and verse 44. Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. I'm going to stop there. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. Now, going back, we we heard what Jesus taught. Everyone who looks on the son and believes in him will have eternal life and I'll raise him up on the last day. So if you read just verse 40, it sounds like anybody can just make a decision to look upon Jesus, to believe in him and to be made a new creature or to become a Christian. He said, anyone who looks on the son and believes in him should have eternal life and I'll raise him up on the last day. But then we go to verse 44 and we see in context, Jesus then teaches, but no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I'll raise him up on the last day. So here we understand what Jesus is teaching that it takes the spirit of God to draw men to repentance. It takes the spirit of God. Jesus is teaching this clearly to draw men under repentance. Nobody can just wake up tomorrow as a sinner and say, you know what? I think I'm going to be saved today. I'm going to, I'm going to make a choice to get down on my knees and then just pray the sinner's prayer and get saved. No one can just choose to be saved. So let's jump over quickly to the book of Romans. Romans uh, chapter 10, and I want to read you a few verses of scripture here to take this a bit further. Verse 9 of Romans chapter 10 says this, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. Verse 11, for the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. Now, here's the, here's the point I want you to see. Verse 13 of Romans 10. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, how do we get to that place? Go to verse 14. How then will they call on him 
in whom they've not believed. See, he's working you backwards here to how salvation functions. Paul is working backwards from salvation back to how it originates. How can they call on someone whom they've not believed? And how can they believe in him of whom they've never heard? And how can they even hear without someone preaching? And how can they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he's heard from us? Verse 17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So I want you to see this now. Paul gives us the breakdown as to how someone can be saved. It's impossible to uh, call on someone you don't believe in. No, no one who, who doesn't believe in Jesus is going to call on him. If somebody doesn't believe the message about Christ, they're not going to pray the sinner's prayer. So Paul says, how will they call on somebody they don't even believe in? And how can they believe in somebody, watch this, that they've never heard about? And how can they hear about some someone like Jesus unless someone preaches it to them? And how can they preach unless they're sent? So Paul breaks it down this way. He says, first, a preacher has to be sent. After he's sent, then he's got to preach. When he preaches, they will hear about somebody and have the ability to believe in the Christ that's being preached. And once they believe in the Christ that's being preached, then they can call on Christ for salvation. If we jump back to the beginning of the book of Romans, Paul makes a statement that is so powerful in Romans chapter one and verse 16. Here's what he says. I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is what is the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So notice here what Paul's teaching. He's teaching that it takes the gospel for any person to be saved. It takes the gospel for any person to be saved. Nobody can just wake up in the morning as a sinner and decide, well, you know what? Today, I've done enough sinning in my life. Today, I'm going to turn my life around. And today, I'm going to accept Jesus as my Savior. The Bible tells us that that is not possible. It is the gospel message that contains the power for any person to be saved. That's why evangelism, whether it be in a mass evangelistic crusade, whether it be an evangelistic style message preached at a church on a Sunday morning or in a service, or whether it be one-on-one -on -one personal evangelism, somebody that's a believer sharing the message about Jesus with somebody who's not a believer. It takes evangelism, telling the message about Jesus to, to those who don't know it in order for the Spirit of God to draw men to Jesus. Notice as we jump back to John chapter 6, Jesus said, Nobody can come to me unless the Father draws him to me.
How? According to Paul, how does the Father draw people to Jesus? He says, when the gospel is preached, it is the power of God unto salvation. And then in Romans chapter 10, we clearly see that when the gospel is preached, it produces faith in the hearts of men to not only know about Jesus and not only believe Jesus, but to call upon Jesus. And so it takes the gospel message for salvation to be in full effect. People say, well, that doesn't sound fair. I mean, what about people who have never heard the gospel before? What about people who never got a chance one time in their life to hear the message about Jesus? Let me just clearly say something here. That is a travesty. That is a very sad thing. When people never hear the gospel because it means that they end up going to hell. It's not because God sent them to hell. God sent Jesus for the entire world. But then he gave the church a job. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And those that believe and are baptized will be saved. But those who don't believe will be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. We call that the Great Commission. As one preacher said, it is not the great suggestion. It is the Great Commission. God has assigned us work to do before Jesus comes back. It is not just the job of the apostle, the, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher to preach the gospel and to see souls saved. But that great commission is written to every believer on the earth. I want you to understand that when people don't hear the gospel and end up going to hell, it is not God's fault that they go to hell. It is not Jesus' fault that they go to hell. But it is the church's fault that people are dying without Christ. Because what it means is that the church has not fully done their job. The church has not fully done their job to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every living being. Because see, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It's interesting to me that Jesus, speaking to his disciples in the book of Acts chapter 1, they recounted his words. He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and then you will be my witnesses. And what did he tell them? In Jerusalem first, and then Judea, and then Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Understand, he was giving them a method there. Jerusalem was where they were. Judea was the surrounding area, and Samaria was a city outside of Judea. And then, of course, to the uttermost parts of the earth, meaning the rest of the world. What Jesus was effectively saying was, start where you are. Start where you are. I've heard people say, well, you know, I'm really believing that God will open up a door for me to travel to India and see souls saved or go to Africa and see on that continent many souls saved for the kingdom. But they won't tell the person that lives next door to them about Jesus. You've got to start where you are. Start where you are today. Every believer is called to tell the message about Jesus and to preach the gospel message to those that they know, those that God has given you a circle of influence. I believe there's people that you see every day 
that your pastor may never meet. There are people that you talk to on a daily basis that I may never get a chance to preach to. When they, If we get to heaven and those people don't receive Jesus, their blood will not be laid at your pastor's feet, nor at my feet or any other minister, but on those whom God gave them influence with, those that you see on a daily basis, those that I see on a daily basis, their eternity is depending upon my faithfulness and your faithfulness to tell them the truth about Jesus, to let them know that Jesus is coming back soon, that he's not dead, Jesus is alive, to tell them the gospel, that is the good news, that Jesus is not dead, he is alive, he's already paid for their sins, he's already given the sacrifice, and now there is a free gift of grace called salvation that's available to anyone who believes. And see, because we understand after this podcast that not anybody can just choose to be saved, it takes a Christian giving them the gospel for the Father to begin to draw them to Jesus. That puts the responsibility not on God, not on Jesus, not on the church, and not on the pastor. It puts the responsibility on every one of us as believers to tell as many people as we can before it's too late that Jesus Christ is alive and that he's coming back again. In fact, Jesus put this kind of urgency into the hearts of his disciples in John chapter 9 when he said, we've got to work the works of him who sent me while it is yet daytime for the night is coming where no man can work. That's a limited time offer. Jesus said, we got to work while we have time to work because there will come a moment in time where no more work can be done. And when that time comes, when the rapture of the church takes place, it will be too late to do any more work. It will be too late The dispensation will have changed. We will not be in a time of grace anymore. We will be in a time of judgment and it will be too late. The clock is ticking. Time is coming to a close. And when it does, the opportunity for many men and women to be saved and receive Jesus will have run out. That's why there's got to be an urgency and a fire in our spirits like never before, to preach this mighty gospel of Jesus Christ and to share it with those who don't know it, to bring them into the kingdom before it's too late. That's why I'm going to pray for you here at the end of this podcast and ask God to give you not only a compassion for the dying, for those that are on their way to hell, but to give you a boldness to speak and to preach the gospel like never before. And see souls saved for the kingdom of God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every man and every woman who's listening to this podcast today. I pray that not only would you fill them with a love, fill them with a compassion for those that are on their way to hell. Lord, those that don't know Jesus as a Lord and a Savior, I pray, Lord, you give us a love for the sinner. Give us a love for those that are dying. Father, let us overlook their faults. They may not be kind. They may not even uh, like the message that we give them. They might talk about us. They may gossip. They may cuss us out. It doesn't matter. Give us a love and a compassion for those that are on their way to hell. But Lord, don't let it stop there. Give us a boldness to tell 
the truth in love to those that don't know Jesus. Give us the words to speak by wisdom, supernatural wisdom that would break the walls around their heart down. Whatever was creating a stony heart, whatever, like the walls of Jericho, whatever was surrounding their heart that was keeping the gospel out, shatter it by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit and let the gospel penetrate their heart and bring them into the kingdom. We thank you, Lord, that you'll use us like never before in these final moments of time to bring the lost into the kingdom of God before it's too late. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Listen, those of you, we get a lot of messages from those that are listening to the podcast. If you have any questions about how you can even be more effective, uh, maybe I'll take next week's podcast and do a, in fact, I think I will. I'll take next week's podcast to do a, 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 a just a small a bit of time, maybe 30, 40 minutes on how you can effectively share the gospel. Uh, with those that are around you. You don't have to be super spiritual. You don't have to get out there and, and, and become, you know, some weird, you know, you know, I, I, I was telling somebody the other day, I, I get around so many people and when they, when it's time to talk to sinners, when it's time to talk to people that don't know Jesus, they get all, I think they get nervous and they just get all super spiritual and start saying stuff that means absolutely nothing to an unbeliever. Unbelievers don't need to hear church cliches. You know, they don't need to hear little quips that people have come up with to say in church that only makes sense, you know, to somebody that's been in a charismatic church service, you know, their whole life. Well, brother, I want to know, I want you to know you can be under the spout where the glory comes out. Who knows what that means? That's not even a Christian brother. You can be too blessed to be distressed. I mean, let's cut out the Christian cliches and reach people with the reality of the gospel where they're at and watch as Jesus touches them and turns their lives around. So next week I'll come back and we're going to do, maybe I'll make it into a series. I'm not sure yet. We'll see how much content we have to do, but I'm going to talk about how to properly and how to effectively minister Jesus to those that you know and talk to on a daily basis. Until then, remember that I love you and remember that goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. I'll talk to you again next week. We would love for you to join us in a live service. To find out when Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. will be near you, please visit our website at www.miracleword.com. 